Welcome back to Vida by Design. This is Hector Prado. And my name is Cesar Balboa. Hey, welcome everybody. We are excited to do our next episode, which I'm actually pretty... <laughs> That's again. like the fifth time I do it in and, a row that you caught it. <laughs> I'm becoming more conscious of it, but then it's like I still say it. Which is fine. You gotta say which, what you want to say. by the way, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. This. So before... Before anything, so I'll just keep it real with everyone. I nah. made a little, I made a little boo boo, <laughs> and I. So last week's episode was actually supposed to be our special Valentine's episode, but there was cal- calendaring mistake that I did. So then we trimmed that part out, so it will never see the light of the day. That little, the little, the little beginning of that episode, which is fine. Yeah. But happy Valentine's Day! You're listening. That's why we were we were wearing pink on the last episode and we're now wearing reddish pink sure yeah. right mm-hmm. maroon mm-hmm. there's still colors some type of some valentine's type of day color so but no yeah for real it's valentine's day to everybody mm-hmm. i hope everybody is enjoying their day yeah with their loved ones with themselves with friends what's that valentine's day yeah. too if you're celebrating that congratulations have I we wish- said have we have we know have we known have we searched what that really actually meant no. No. I didn't either. I just remember from the movie Valentine's Day that it's kind of like. It's for single people, right? It's for single people that have gone through like a breakup or something like that. Oh, okay. That, yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. From what I got from that movie. Mm-hmm. Now, it could be a whole different thing, but. Yeah. That's that's my understanding of it. Hey, I really like these arms. This yeah. is way better than the other stands. Yeah. Yeah. It's more control, and then we can, we sound better, actually, too. But anyway, yes. we are going to be doing rapid fire yes. questions. Well, what's, a, what's this episode? Oh, about? oh, that's right. Huh? So it is speak up, get down, normalizing communication about desire. So, so Caesar is like, what does that mean? Yes. <laughs> so warning. So if you kids are, so we're not really. We're not going to talk about it specifically, the act of it, but we're going to talk about the mindset behind a lot of it, what it comes down to sex. Yeah. Yeah. So warning, if you are listening to it with children around, just Well, don't. just in general, this is like an R-rated podcast. So Episode. Don't podcast. So yeah, don't, that's true. We don't filter a yeah, lot of things out. Don't yeah. listen to this around your children, please. Yes. Even young adults shouldn't be listening Young adults, still, yeah, young adults, they still, like 18, 19. Yeah, because they still act like freaking five years old. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, it's going to be basically about um, sex. We're going to have a sex talk and how that really, because of culture, of society and things like that, it can be an awkward topic. But that's something that I know Caesar and I have worked out throughout the years. And it's just becoming more comfortable and normal to really talk about. So, yeah. but in the very beginning, it was super, super awkward. But. Let's start with, with the rapid, rapid fire fires. questions. So what is your current favorite workout song? So right now, the one I'm listening to a lot is Big Difference by Nicki Minaj. That song just pumps me up. Makes you want to. It makes me want to just rap the whole time and not work out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the goal, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it pumps you up, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just the way it starts. Like, yeah. It's really hyped and. Yeah. Mine is Whatever It Takes by Hollywood and Dead. Um, what kind it, of song is that? It's very rock, um, but a beat rock. Okay. I can't wait until we do like the whole implementations of the songs. And is it like everything. pop rock? Yeah. Yeah. No. You know, no. No. I don't know. I don't know what, what category it would have fallen under. But you said but it's rock, right? Yeah. I. I personally think it's, I mean, if you've heard Hollywood Undead, it's, they're very unfiltered band. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I mainly listen to this one that started doing weights. So during your weight session, that's mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. It pushes me to, to do more reps and lift heavier Is as there well. a specific meaning to that song? I think that's, that's another thing. That Just in general, it's basically kind of. I'm still going to succeed no matter what, like, and I'm just going to do it however I need to do it. That way I can achieve my goals. Oh, okay. 
That's so I cool. think about my business when I'm listening to this one, but yeah. when I'm working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it too, because the song that I chose, big difference is there's a difference between me and other people mm-hmm. in a positive way, because I am doing things differently. Well, in her instance, right, with Nikki's instance, like she's killing the game mm-hmm. with what she's doing. Right. In her category. Yeah. So I think that that level, like, that type of lyricism and plus the a great instrumentation makes a great workout song. I can't wait till we go watch her on I the know. first. It's going to be a really, really good concert. Me too. Okay. Which, by the way, we need two tickets. I have two tickets on sale. So reach out to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, flowers or chocolate as a gift? I'd rather receive chocolate. I'm not, big fl- I'm not a big flower receiver type of person. Even even when I think you've bought them once or twice for me, right? Mm-hmm. Once or twice, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have. I still do though. Yeah, yeah. I still. Well, maybe once or twice throughout the year, but it's yeah. because I know what you would actually prefer to get versus yeah versus yeah. yeah. I'm just not big on flowers. I think it has to do a lot with like my allergies too and all of that. So then I'm like, why add to it? Do you see flowers as a waste of money? Honestly, yes. If if I am, I just don't, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I, I do think they're a waste of money. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that is because, one, I think I'd rather get someone something they'll use for a while mm-hmm. than something that will die within two, three days. And... Because, or maybe there's another thing. I don't know how to enjoy a flower. It could be that. Hmm. Like That's interesting. Because one of my friends, she loves flowers. One of her friends, she loves flowers. She's told us, right? She's like, oh my God, I love flowers. And the smell of it. And I smell it. And it, I don't, I don't, I don't get that same feeling that she, what she explained to us. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, I don't see that. I don't know. I can't say it's a waste of money because the, if you know someone loves them, loves them. I don't see that as like you're wasting money, but if I'm not, I'm never ever gonna buy myself flowers. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Miley. But I'm bum bum. Oh my! Oh, remind <laughs> me about. I need to show you something about that. <laughs> what about um, you? Flowers or chocolates? Flowers or chocolate? I feel like I get chocolates every single not day, but like once a week. So it's kind of <laughs> like a normal thing because that's my my. My sweetness, yeah, that's cravings. Um, I personally do prefer flowers, and then the reason why I ask you if you see flowers as a waste of money and things like that is because I've noticed that it's interesting how when we see something that is not that is something that we don't want for ourselves, we don't give it to someone else, even though that person still likes it. Yeah. So like you and I, for example, right? Mm. I love flowers. But you only get me flowers like Rarely. anniversary or Valentine's Day mm-hmm. or my birthday or things like that, right? So maybe three, four times a year. a year that you'll get me flowers. I would. So if I were to buy you flowers every week instead of chocolates, would you be okay with that? You don't buy me chocolates every week. Yes and no. Well, and if like, you do, well, it's, and like if you do it's like a two, three dollar <laughs> chocolate bar. Exactly. Well, it's not you're going to spend $15 on chocolate every week. Um, That's that bad. (laughs) No. So what I I personally am going to start implementing is once a month buy myself flowers. Mm. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I wasn't asking. I'm telling you. No, no, no. I know. But then what was the, what was I supposed to say? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just saying (laughs) I I like flowers instead of chocolates. Yeah. Yeah. So... Crunchy Hot Cheetos or Hot Cheeto Puffs? I have more fun with Hot Cheeto Puffs. Do you like squeezing between your tongue and your the top of your palate? <laughs> That's why I say okay. I have more fun with Hot Cheeto Puffs. <laughs> I do that too. Um, I would go with the crunchy ones just because of the lime. I can put... I mean, you can still do it with the puffs, but then they get all soggy and... And see, maybe yeah. that's why, because it hurts my teeth less. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that I would, can see that. That would help. Yeah. Last question. Travel out of space or travel to the bottom of the ocean? Are we coming back? You didn't put that on the question, so oh. I don't know. What's your perspective? Let's go out of, let's go out of space. You would want to go out of space? Yeah. Why? Just stay there. 
Just stay there. <laughs> stay there. See what else you away find. from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like eventually, y'all are gonna come up here. So either way, Earth is dying. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> for me, it would be the bottom of the ocean. I kind of knew your answer. Yeah, I would wanna explore like the ocean more and the whales and dolphins, but then like the unknown of what's beneath the bottom. Mm -hmm. I mean. We know because of the documentaries and all that stuff, but like for me personally to see that. To see it. See yeah. It. Yeah. Plus I love water. So I think that would be super cool. Yeah. But that's just me. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's get into our main questions. Okay. Our main topic of the episode. Okay. So why do you think we still get weird about talking openly about what we're into sexually and in our desires and how can we make it into a casual conversation? So when I first put this question up, it reminded me of, you know how when we're kids and when we're with our parents and then there's like a scene of someone making out and our parents are like, oh, close your eyes or like, cierra los ojos, volteate, and don't, mm -hmm. don't look at this and all that. Or close, like, your, or close your ears. Or close your ears. Like it starts at such a young age. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying like, don't protect your child when it comes to that, but it's something innocent. Uh-huh. And also, I think it's something how it's being brought up as, as a child that needs to be aware of. That way, it's not awkward when it gets to stages of life of, hey, I got to have that conversation with my child now about sex and protection and things like that. Mm -hmm. That way, it's something that has been evolving and yeah. not just like, bam, right on your face. Mm -hmm. Or the first time, like for me, example, the first time I heard it was in my sex ed class. Because my parents never brought it up to me. Mm -hmm. Like nobody told me, my parents never told me like use protection or, or things like that. So I found out through school on what to do and things like that. Um, but I it, it just comes from the stigma of parents protect us too much when it comes to those sexual mm -hmm. content. And it could also be that nobody talked to, to them about it. Mm -hmm. So it's generation from generation to generation. So it's up to us now for a future generation to be like, hey, I'm going to ne not necessarily explain it like with the full details or anything like that. But there's books, healthy books that you can start bringing up to mm -hmm. to people like that, to children. So me personally, I think it's awkward just because of that, that since a young, early age, we're always taught to no, that's bad. No, you shouldn't be doing that. No, that's that's a sin or or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, looked down upon a lot. If I said that right. Yeah. 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 And I'll just add on to that because growing up, um, as I got older, became an, as, a, as I became an adult, I did speak to my mom, not about it, but like, hey, the mom, like, why this and this? And she's like, oh, you know what? Growing up, I was never taught anything. From go. my mom, mm -hmm. my own mom, even mm -hmm. like with her, the, the monthly, right? Like with women's oh, like menstrual, menstrual cycle. Yeah, yeah. women's menstrual cycle. It's just kind of like, I'm like, wait, what? Like as if I was a mom, I would want to teach my daughter as a, hey, this is what's going to happen just to prepare you, right? Up to a certain age, you're not going to tell a two-year-old. You're going to tell maybe a 10-year-old nowadays, 11, 12-year-old, like, hey, this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. within the next few years so don't be shy don't be scared it's normal mm -hmm. right so i think that's one of the things is like you said the generations before them never talked to them about it so they didn't know how to talk to us about it right specifically so and that's the same way i learned too i learned everything through school as well and even when i was going to learn through school there was still hesitation from my own mom to from the school teaching me mm-hmm she just they have to sign a permission, a slip, permission right? slip and yeah. all this stuff. And she was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to sign it. And I'm like, okay, so what do I do? Because there was, I, from what I can recall, two students from my classroom didn't join us for none of the sex mm -hmm. education classes. And it can be for religion purposes. Too. That too. Yeah. And we were, I was pretty shocked because I'm like, why? Like it's, it's just, it's just, I think now that I'm older, I think from someone who was never taught so say if like my mother to since she was never taught by her mother or her parents she might have thought that at school 
it was more of the act, right? They're teaching oh, you the act, of like it. how to have sex, basically. Yeah, and that's where that's that's where I feel like that was that mm. conversation because it's not even that. It's like this is what happens, and this is how children are created. Mm-hmm. But this is what also can happen if you do have sex, mm-hmm. like STDs and all of that. And right. So, so it's kind of like my from not, like I said, now that I'm older, I feel like maybe she thought they were gonna teach us an act, not the education and the health behind it mm-hmm. and the procreation. Of I it. can see that. Yeah. I can see that happening. So I think, and, and so that's what I think now that I'm older and, and I spoke to her about it, I'm like, oh. And I mean, I I'm sure nowadays that. that has all changed. Like the school explaining to parents of what it actually entails, like mm-hmm. the details and, and things like that, not the not letting parents think that it's the act of it, but it's more yeah. of the education, the purposes of if this happens, this is going to happen yeah. or things like that, you know? Yeah. So the way to just make this a whole just casual conversations within, not just with from parent to child, from from relationship as well. From adult to from adult. From adult to adult. Yeah. Um, you have to be very open. That's what you just have to be. You have to be very open on, about it. And there's been several times where I've, I'm a very curious person to the point where like, I would have, I would, I would like to know, not would like to know. I'm interested to know my partners, not partners, but partners. Um, Sexual history. Yes. History and experiences. Mm-hmm. Experiences was the word that wasn't coming up to the point where like, Oh, like what have you done? Because I'm a curious person, but growing up, like I said, I was very close off as well. I wasn't, active until i was 20 21 years old uh no 19 20 years old so then it was just kind of one of those things like oh maybe i'll want to try that mm-hmm. from the partner that i'm with maybe at that time mm-hmm. who i was with at that time and even with you that's how i was in the beginning now you were more closed off about it and you weren't open about it and you're still not gonna open about it which is fine because now i feel like it's we got more serious i think and it's, it's a marriage so it's like I see it as more like you're respecting me because if I say, Hey, have, I don't know, freaking this and a roller coaster or something. I don't know. And then you're like, Oh yeah, it was with so-and-so. Then it's kind of like, Oh, okay. Like that can get kind of so awkward. On I that think type of conversation. it's the point of view that you bring the question or the perspective, the approach. That's what I'm trying to say. The approach that, that you ask those type of questions, because mm-hmm. For me, how you have always asked me, it's kind of like you want to know what I have done with my exes sexually. I'm like, dude, that's kind of weird. Now, if you would ask me like, hey, what have what type of positions or like what kings or like, do you have any kinks or mm-hmm. do you have any fetishes or any or things like that? That's a different approach. And see, and I didn't know how to approach it before. So that was just my instinct. Oh, you found out today. No, not from today. Like for the last, like in the past, when I first started asking you, when mm-hmm. we were younger, we were mm-hmm. what, like five, four years ago. That's mm-hmm. whenever I would ask you those type of questions. You would be kind of like, "What the hell?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because lately, I don't think we've had that type of conversations. But um, yeah, so I think that's the best way to just make it casual is you just say you're interested and you want to know a little bit more mm-hmm. or explore something. Like be, but you also have to understand that you both have to be very open about it. Because sometimes some people are still traditional, very traditional, and they don't like to talk about it. Again, it can be mm-hmm. an awkward conversation of the stigma that they have and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to, and I'm gonna combine this into past relationships and current relationship, or however you want to look at it, right? When it comes to relationships. Do you see the difference when it comes to um, when you're able to chat about sex without any hesitations? Like compared to a previous relationship that you really didn't do it to a relationship that you have done it now with. Like what's um, the difference between that? I think um, the difference is finding out what you enjoy more. Not you, but me as a person mm-hmm. like what i've enjoyed what i do like and what i don't like 
because going into it when you're younger, you tend to just, well, at least in my perspective, I tended to just do whatever the person was willing to do. But this, this comes from a communication point of view, though. Not from what you're wanting to, to mm-hmm. do, but the conversations so, you're yeah. having with. So, yeah. So, that's what I would do. So, then I would never have those conversations. Mm-hmm. But as now that I am with someone, which is you, who we do have those conversations and we do have like, hey, this is what's going on. Or like, I want to try this. Mm-hmm. And we have those conversations. It is a lot easier. It is a lot different. It is you get to explore more of what, like I said, what you want to do. And not just me, but I think you as well, because if you weren't open about it, then I would have just been like, okay, we'll just keep doing the same thing over and over. And uh, I guess we'll make it work like that. Mm -hmm. Because I I feel like in in a sense, sex is very, it is important to me in a relationship. It is. Um, Maybe there was areas and times where we weren't focusing on it because of emotions resentment and anything like that but i think once the door opened up to actually communicate like hey this is what i want Mm -hmm. and then if we're aligned we're aligned if we're not aligned can we work on it and if we can't work on it then maybe you're in the wrong relationship Mm -hmm. right but i think that's that's one of the biggest things is you just having that having those conversations is so much easier and it would benefit your relationship a lot better and no matter what stages you are whether you're someone with whether you're in a new relationship right now mm-hmm. months or maybe you've been with someone for five years maybe you've been married for another for 20 years and you guys are struggling with this who knows once that door is open for that type of conversations to happen it's going to be a lot it's better. a game changer yes yeah it, it really truly is a game is. changer for me it's more of not having those type of conversations is kind of like in a selfish way just because you're only worried about your pleasures on that sense of I'm not open to talk about sex, so I'm just going to be worried about what I like, so I'm going to enjoy myself. But then when you open that door of, hey, let's have those conversations of what is it that you like, what is it that you don't like, you get to know your partner in a more intimate way. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you're more aware of what you could do personally for the both of you to enjoy that sexual encounter even more mm-hmm. compared to just do the deed and then that's it. Yeah, because sometimes whenever that happens, especially like in older marriages or most of them, I don't say everyone, but most of them, you just tend to make it like a routine. Yes. Yeah, and it's yeah. never changing or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So... Change change is good when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So so what usually stops people from being hey let's try this when it comes to sex? Um, I think it's a little bit of embarrassment when it comes to that, and then just not really knowing. And what I mean by that, it's we we don't at least me personally, right? I should say that I personally have never been in a relationship or have heard or anything like that, like, Hey, it's okay to talk to your partner about what you like, what you don't like, what kinks you have and what you want to explore and things like that. So this is something that I started learning in my Mm thirties, in my thirties that I started reading and, and doing more research and things like that. And then with my therapist as well, actually, my therapist is very um, open when it comes to that. So that's when I started to learn more about that, but it's, it can be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It can be a shameful feeling as well, I guess you can say. So once you start learning, I think it starts with yourself. Once you start learning more about yourself of what does your body like mm-hmm. um, and things like that, then that's when you can feel more express, more able to express yourself with a partner of, hey, I like this or, hey, I don't like this or, hey, let's try this uh, this time. So. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think it's, you're being very vulnerable, which can be embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because you tend to kind of like, you don't, well, at least I guess I'll speak for myself. I don't want to look dumb because when you, you may not think about it, but subconsciously you may have to feel like you're a pro at it. 
quote unquote. Right. Oh, okay. I see because, what you're saying. Yeah. Because then it's like, well, I'm not a pro at it. I think it's always improvement or it's always changing or it's, there is no, or there is no such thing as being a pro at it because everyone's different mm-hmm. because you might've been with someone who loved the way you did it. But then now maybe you're with someone new and now you don't, that person doesn't like it. And mm-hmm. now you're kind of like, well, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Right. Which can lead into that. But then in reality, it's none of that. It's just like everybody is different. So everybody's going to have a different experience. Yeah. With it. Yeah. So I think when it when you're vulnerable, you may feel that shame because you're being very open. I don't know. Let's just say you're into cups or something mm-hmm. and bringing it up may feel super vulnerable because it's like, what do I say? How do I say it? And when you say it, you may sound you may feel like you sound like it's a shameful thing, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's what it is. It's a vulnerability. Your vulnerability is what actually stops people because once you're vulnerable, you're, you're very, you feel naked, like in your mind, you feel naked. Even physically, you may not be, you're naked. When you're vulnerable, you're showing like you're tr- who tr- you truly are. And you may be an extreme person who likes several things. And maybe you'll be with someone who's, maybe more conservative yeah and conservatives and it's like well if we're not aligning in that are we even should we even be together Mm -hmm. which can lead into that right because i've seen it where it's not happening sex is not happening in the marriage and then eventually it's like oh no it's like we don't do it Mm -hmm. but then it's like but is it important to you i would ask people that and they're like yeah it's very important to me then you need to bring that up Mm-hmm. Because if it's important to you, maybe it is important to that person as well, but there is a miscommunication there and it's not aligning. I think that's where we have seen some relationships where it's like an open relationship or they bring a, a third into a relationship just because when it's a couple, sometimes it's if you want to try something, but then your partner doesn't and you're both open to to that right then it's like okay then we can start exploring with other people Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that i still don't love you i do love you i just have sexual needs that i want to explore you don't want to explore them with me so would it be okay if i explore with someone else type of situation so i think that's when like open relationships happen and Mm -hmm. and things like that um comes more into place. More into that in, mm-hmm. into place, yeah. From what I've seen. Yeah. Um, but do you think society's point of view when it comes to sexual talks and, and things like that, do you think that's one of the reasons why it has become trickier for people to be open about conversations of that? Yeah, because there's two things. So I think not just so much society, I think it has to do a lot with cultural too, mm-hmm. which can get tricky. And if you're in a mix, not mix, I shouldn't say mix, culture, when you are, say, an immigrant from a, such a conservative country to now you're coming to America where it's a little bit more open, more exposure, mm-hmm. then you kind of get the mix of should I be conservative or should I be willing to open But then there's that other factor of like, not what my family think, but like, am I going maybe against beliefs that I've been taught since I was a child Mm -hmm. as well? So, so yeah, like speaking about it, it can become very difficult. So say you grew up very religious in the Catholic church, you don't talk about it at all. There's like, you don't, but as you get older, and you realize, hey, this if this is important to me, I need to talk about it with your partner. Mm-hmm. So it does get tricky there. So then you have to be very, very aware, like, hey, like, not to say you're going against your religion, but that's where I think the conflict, the inner conflict begins within the, a person. Yeah. Like, should I bring it up? Should I bring it up? But then if something's not being fulfilled in your life, which can lead to other problems. So... It, it all works kind of together. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very, yeah, you just, you just have to be very open about it and have the open mind to not just focus on the societal part of it, 
it's you have to bring it really back and and do the inner work to see what you want out of it or yeah. how you want to explore that yeah and if there's no right or wrong way you can explore it however you want mm-hmm. with your spouse or if you're not married your single life live your single life and explore it differently mm-hmm. yeah and especially well i personally think it's everything that you said it's the whole culture culture when it comes to that it also the religion part of it but then like in our scenario it's two men like we never heard conversations about two men having sex Mm -hmm. or hey you guys need to be more open about this or protection and things like that so when it comes to um in the lgbt community as well it's we don't hear those type of conversations when it comes to in in that community yeah in our community it's more of husband and wife it's always a boy and a girl Mm -hmm. that that we hear those conversations but being raised that the race that that i was it, it was yeah it was a whole cultural the whole machismo and the whole uh mexican culture um the negative connotation of it um it was the negative connotation of catholic ch- church as well mm-hmm. so and then i'm gay so it's kind of like it was very unknown so there was a lot a lot of confusion mm-hmm. and i feel like once i was in a at an age where i started exploring more about myself it was like oh okay so it was like more open and kind of like the gate was got open and i was like all right now let me go ahead and explore Mm -hmm. and that was right after i moved out from my parents house it was like okay now i have the independence and things like that um but i believe if i would had had a different upbringing of having more educational as a younger age Mm -hmm. things would have been different in my teens, in my 18, 19, 20s, mm-hmm. just because I never knew about like the the sexual conversations and things like that. So once I started exploring, I'm like, oh, I like this. So let me do it more mm-hmm. type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. So have you ever found yourself in situations where not talking about what you wanted caused a bit of resentment and how did you handle it? That's a good question, by the way. So, we say resentment. Yeah, I would say resentment. That's your word. Yeah, yeah, because when you don't, when you don't speak about stuff in general that that bother you with your partner, and you hold it in, you grow that internal resentment, even if you're not aware of it, it comes out later on. Mm-hmm. And it may not come out within a couple of months. It can come out a couple of years later, and you still remember how they made you feel at that moment. So it, it can be the same with sex because if you like something and your partner does not even aware of it, then how are they supposed to know how to fulfill you in that? Mm-hmm. Or how are they supposed to know, like, hey, what can I do to make this part of our relationship a lot better? So, yeah. So I think resentment is big, 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 big. And I think now that we're in our 30s, there's a different level, not a different level of resentment. (laughs) There's different level of conversation within our sex life. More mature. Yeah. Where it's not so. It's not so conservative. It's not so like. Well. What what am I trying to how, how can I explain it? Where it's not so like I don't want to say vanilla, but it's like we're we need to we're open about it. We're more aware. We're like if I were to bring up a topic with you, be like, hey, like let's. I know we talked about it in the past, but I think now we're older and we're more serious about it. Now where it's like, okay, let's talk about this topic. Like, do you want to add a third person or whatever? Not that we have to have the conversation. We've we joked about it, but I don't think I was serious, and I don't know if you were serious. But you're the one that brought it. I know up. that's what I'm saying, <laughs> and I was never serious about it. But if I were to bring, let's just say it, I were to bring that like, up, like hey, like now in a serious yeah, way, a, like serious yeah. way, let's right. let's do that. No matter how hard it is, how weird it might feel, how vulnerable you are, now that's wherever, at least my resentment won't grow because I am bringing it up to the table, mm-hmm. right? So that's an example. Mm-hmm. That's a great. That's a that's the best way I can explain it. Within that example is. You need to be open about it because that resentment's gonna grow, and then later on, it's gonna bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. 
And maybe, and if that's the reason why your relationship deteriorates, unfortunately, that sucks because not you, it can be both, right? And it's not, it doesn't just have to be about sex, but in anything in that relationship, if you were to speak up like, hey, you're making me feel like this, you're treating me like this, what the heck's going on? That could have been all prevented. Yeah. Yeah. And it comes a lot, a lot to know of that person's past as well, mm-hmm. because that can create that's that's the reason why they're not as a certain way and this happened with uh one of my previous uh, relationships is i i was a very sexually active person with my partner and but he wasn't like he was like the complete opposite of it like he just didn't want to um but then we broke up and and things like that and then later on i i come to find out it's because of history that has that happened to him in the past with in his childhood Mm -hmm. so he got raped and and things like that so that creates trauma so when it comes to in a relationship that now you're being sexually active that trauma can come into 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 your mind and, and start thinking about it and it's not that it's being done on purpose obviously right but it's also I wish I would have known that so I would have understood what was going on mm-hmm. and not felt like, oh, I'm just being rejected. Again, it goes back to being selfish mm-hmm. because now I'm just thinking about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. But I never stopped to um, try to understand what was going on his side mm-hmm. of why are you acting like this? Like, is there something wrong? Am I doing something wrong mm-hmm. to you? Then maybe that conversation would have been different. But it, uh, yeah, it has a lot to do with the past yeah. as well. And then also the person has to be open about it too, that yeah. conversation. Because if you were to be like, "Hey, like, what is going on?" Like, and if the person shuts down and says, "I don't want to talk about it," then unfortunately, you do have to respect that, even though you're trying to make it better, right? And because that has happened with us as well, is when we've had our not issues, but like when we had trouble, I'm like, "What's going on?" Like, and you're like, "I don't want to talk about it." So then it's like, oh, "Okay, well, unfortunately, I have to just suck it up in a sense yeah. because." You weren't ready. Right. But like in that example, it's mm-hmm. that's what I, I'm saying. Like, I wish I would have known that I needed I needed to ask that question. Like, hey, um, let me let me help you be more open with me. That way you're feeling more comfortable. Yeah. So me for me to create that comfort zone, that safe space for that for person, person. Mm-hmm. and not make him feel a judge or anything like that. Yeah. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Like, I wish I would have not knowledge. Because I would have been more understandable and more, okay, I get it now. Like, it's not just me. It's not me that I'm creating yeah. that environment with you. It's just because of something happened in the past. And they you. haven't dealt with it either. Or Correct. Or the healing process. Correct. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Okay, so what do you think being aware of what you want sexually makes it easier to bring up? Um. Being aware of what you want sexually makes it easier to bring up. It does help because it does help to know what your needs, wants are sexually because now you're able to communicate that with your partner. Mm -hmm. Now, again, maybe it won't happen with your first or your second or your third or however many sexual partners a person has, right? Mm -hmm. It, people are going to be learning and going through experiences and things like that. But I believe that the more you're willing to open yourself, the more you're going to get to know about yourself as well. Mm-hmm. What is it that you like? What is it that you don't like? What is something that you want to try new? Kings, bondage, whatever it might be, right? Um, just because now you're opening a whole door to exploration, I guess you can say it. Mm-hmm. And something, I can't remember that documentary that we watched on Netflix. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was a really good documentary. Because after I watched that documentary, and that's when I actually started wanting to learn more about it, about like sexuality with your partner and things like that. Um, Sex doesn't have to be intercourse. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be penetrated. There's like so many different ways that you can explore mm-hmm. with your partner and you can get toys. You can get 
You can play with your fingers, like on your body, with your breath, with your lips, and mm -hmm. things like that. So that that or massages, massages like, with your back and your arms, like from that 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 documentary. It was like you said, it wasn't just the penetration part. It was like different ways to be intimate. Yes, there yes. you go. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but that's good because now you're learning something new about yourself, and once you know that, you're able to communicate that with your partner now, like. Mm -hmm. Hey, I like this that that we tried, but I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Or hey, I like this. Let's make sure we make it a constant thing that we're mm -hmm. doing it once when we when we're in the act of it. So, yeah, it, it's it's huge knowing what your needs and wants are. That way, you're able to communicate that with your with your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the awareness and yes, have the awareness, but then also you're gonna be changing. As you get older, mm -hmm. as you get older, things are going to change. Physicalities are going to change. Maybe you can know if you're in a gay relationship. I heard a lot of things as you get older, things can happen where like you can no longer do one role or the other. Mm -hmm. Like you would have to switch things up. And that's where you have to have the open mind of life's life. You're going to get older and you're going to have to find different ways of not just intercourse to be intimate with your partner as well. Right. So I think that's that's very important because it's it's different, and especially in a gay relationship. Right. Than it is with straight relationships. So that's where. That's where the open mindedness and the awareness has to come into place for you to be. Open. <laughs> Open in the sense of like, okay, what can we do next? Or what can we try next? Mm -hmm. Or, hey, like, uh, not unfortunately, but like, is there a person that needs to come in, into play, into our sex life? Or is um, going to sex therapy going to, or whatever, I don't know if there's even such a thing where like someone can mm -hmm. help you, right? Someone can help you both understand it maybe better or I anything. I think it's more like couples therapy. Couples therapy, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so... That's that's where you have to have that that awareness is you have to have it so you can learn more about it and be more aware like, hey, you know what? Things are a little bit different now that I'm older. Maybe I'm not able to do certain things physically because I never knew this, but um, I barely started paying attention to it, I guess, as I'm getting older where like, oh, you can't have sex because of your heart condition. Right. Mm -hmm. So then it's like. If that were to ever happen when you're in a marriage or something, then it's like, okay, but this is important for both of us. Like, what do we do now? Like, fuck it. I'd rather have a heart attack Tech. then. <laughs> I'd rather just die. I'd rather have an, a heart attack on the act of it than, <laughs> right? than so, not do anything. So it's crazy. It's crazy for stuff like that to, to see because then it's like, oh, so it's not just like you are going to be able to do it all the time. I hope you are. And I hope that's the that's the goal right stay healthy stay active but at the same time it's like if things are out of your control then it's like what do you do mm -hmm. well what are other different ways to be intimate with your partner see that's why i've always said take your vitamins go exercise take care of yourself because my it no all matters one one the what <laughs> no more chocolates i'm just kidding <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever I'll get myself flowers. <laughs> so last question, any down to earth advice for folks who want to get better at talking about sex with their partners that we haven't mentioned? That we haven't mentioned. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what I mentioned five minutes ago. Wow. 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 <laughs> so for me is if you're in a relationship with someone be open and exploring other things. What I mean by that is don't keep it vanilla, too vanilla. Like, think about toys. Uh, think, think about any fetishes that you might want to explore. Get a book. Like, read on it. It's, it's okay. You're not being a nerd because you're reading about, oh, let me try this with my sex partner now. It's maybe different positions, mm -hmm. different locations. Um Maybe around your house, guys, uh, or outside in the public. Oh, yeah, don't get caught. Yeah, just don't get caught. And, and not, be, not don't get be, caught. Be, be you, 
I, I found the rule is that if you're doing it intentionally in front of people, it's bad. But if you're trying to hide and you get caught by the police, they'll let you out with the warning. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. So like if you're intentional, like if you know people outside, like if you notice people outside, you're like literally doing it in front of people and you're aware of it, like you're not trying to hide it. So the best example that I can say, let's just say a restroom. Okay. Let's just say it's a restroom and you intentionally know, like, you have the door open and you're doing it. Like, that's considered really, really bad because you're doing it. But if I have the door closed, closed and it's, it's a- considered more discreet, which, yes, you'll get stopped by the police, but you won't get you can't get arrested because you're not trying to show it. You're trying to be discreet about it. It's weird, mm-hmm. huh? I mean, you're still gonna. That's a very gray area. Just because I would think so too. Yeah, but. it's still it's still intentional. Like you're still you're going out in the public to have a sexual act with someone. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's intentional. It's not like I'm going to the freaking restaurant and be like, I see someone. I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> curious now. Should we go try? <laughs> no, mother effer, you're you're being intentional of having sex in the bathroom. That's what I heard. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying yeah, it's yeah. wrong, but it's my point of view. It's that's a very gray area. It's, yeah, I think it's more. Yeah. So, yeah, it's go explore with with your partner or with someone and don't don't be don't tame yourself when it comes to that. Explore yourself as well and just try different things because you'll you'll be surprised what you actually might like mm-hmm. because it, it does elevate the sexual encounter to a whole different level yeah once you start exploring are the things that you really like i'm like oh shit okay all right yeah Mm -hmm. let's try that again and then maybe in three months we're like oh no i'm over that i don't want to do that anymore so Mm -hmm. yeah that would be my advice explore explore more don't be afraid yeah jump over the cliff it's okay (laughs) jump over the cliff What does that mean? I meant to say take the risk. Okay, I'm like, <laughs> um, I was thinking about Twilight right now. I'm in a, I'm in a Twilight era. Oh, Twilight, Twilight, the movie <laughs> when she jumps over the cliff. Edward. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about so those dramatic. Movies. I swear. I okay, lo- so how about yours? What's your answer well, to that? I'm just gonna say, uh, I would say. Just be open about it. Get mm-hmm. comfortable with it. Whatever that is with you. So if you're a single person, perfect. Get comfortable with it. Start exploring maybe different things or start reading about it. And if in it or whatever message, try educating yourself about it. Right? Start getting more start getting more comfortable with even speaking about it. Because look, I'm gonna be honest with you and I know this might derail from the question, but like with certain friends and certain like cousins and stuff, I do talk about it. And it's like, why are we talk about what sex? Like, Mm -hmm. like, what do you like? And we talk about it. And it's very like not. I don't want to say vulgar the word like you say the actual words, right? Like you say it and not the. Not the medical terminology words. You say the slang words mm-hmm. when it comes to it. And so why is it so easy to talk about it with a friend but not talk about it with your partner? Oh, I see what you're saying now. Excuse me, guys. I've been coughing lately. I've been sick. He's been sick. And um, just, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. So why is it so easy for us to do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Why is it so easy for us to talk about it with a partner, with a friend, with a cousin or with a, someone? But other than our partner. other than our partners. And that's where you have to be very aware. And if you feel like you need to educate yourself because maybe you don't want to be so vulgar with your partner, mm-hmm. then because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I've ever been so vulgar with you either about it. And speaking out loud right now, I'm realizing like, oh, I am kind of vulgar, but with friends but not with my own partner. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a realization of like, oh, I wonder why. So Don't be. I like I like it classy. Yeah. So it's like with a little bit of nasty. <laughs> oh, classy. <laughs> classy or nasty? Que quieres? See guys, I'm so confused. I don't even know. 
<laughs> That's from my song. Ah, uh, what song is? I heard it in a song or something like that. <laughs> yeah, keep it classy with a little bit of nasty. I don't know. I never. Heard, I don't, can't remember that. That's a good. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, going back to that, that answer is like, if if you need to educate yourself first to get more comfortable speaking about it, say you type of person doesn't talk about it with anyone, not even friends or nothing, then it's like, okay, why? Mm-hmm. You think you have to figure out the reason why? Because like. Your past experience of one of your exes, he had experiences from childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. So if you've had that, then you need to be more. And I've had that. So it's like a lot of that. What do you call it? Like you need to go back and start healing that process and learning. And maybe that's one of the reasons why you may like things, or why you don't like things or you don't like to explore or may like to explore. Mm-hmm. Or maybe why you don't have sex or you do have sex. And there are people out there who I, I believe are asexual. I don't know if you've ever heard of mm-hmm. that term where they just don't have sex. Mm-hmm. The physical act of it. They don't. And so maybe you are that type of person. And you need to explore that, like, oh, maybe I'm not. Mm-hmm. And you may have to find a partner that is asexual as well. Because if you find a partner that sexually wants to be sexually active, then it's like, oh, it's, like it's not going to... Water and oil. It's not going to mix. It's never going to mix. Not unless you're in an open relationship with that person where they can go do, have all their fun. Yes. And then they come home to you or whatever. And that's very rare, I believe. Most people may not want that, but there are people out there who do want that. And mm-hmm. that is okay. Whatever, However they want to live their lives, more power to them. Mm-hmm. But going back to the question is, yes, just get that advice. Get that education. Get get yourself more familiar and being so comfortably open about it because it's it just makes your life a lot better. Honestly, you really, really have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree. Right? Yep. So live the life how you want it. Seriously. Yeah. That's but just don't hurt people. Okay. Not unless it's consensual. <laughs> Not unless it's consensual. I have jokes today. I have jokes. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe, like, follow us. We appreciate the comments. We appreciate the text messages. Um, if you keep following our journey, we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, I really enjoy that. Um, I know I've been a little bit off my game when it comes to social media lately. I think being sick and like just with everything in life, I'm just like feeling so overwhelmed that I'm like, I'm on it, but I'm not on it, but I'm getting back to it and really want to focus in and calendar it to, to make it a priority because I love doing this. Yeah. So we appreciate everybody that listens our podcast, Mm -hmm. watches us on YouTube as well. We love you all. And don't forget, this is Vida by Design, where life is a canvas. And you are the artist. Awesome. All right. See you, folks. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.